Hi, this is Dr. Gwen Morse. It is March 26th, Tuesday afternoon in Santa Barbara. Uh, the first report I want to talk about is the use of aspirin in protecting women against melanoma. I've actually had basal cell twice. I'm, I'm quite fair. Um, so, you know, I just am always amazed at how the research on aspirin just keeps coming up as the wonder drug probably of the last hundred years if not longer. I'm not really sure when aspirin first was discovered, but I think it goes way back. And it's, um, it's actually in the March 11th online issue of Cancer, or you can go to cancer.org for more information. And it's, um, take, it's about taking aspirin, which has been leaked to, to prevent various types of cancer, including breast and colorectal cancer. But it might also help prevent melanoma, which is a which is the most serious type of skin cancer. In this study, they analyzed data on almost 60,000 postmenopausal women, 50 to 79 years old, and about a fourth of these women took aspirin regularly, mostly in regular strength or extra strength forms. About 15% of the women took only non-aspirin or NSAID, which, which is the non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs such as ibuprofen or Advil. And about 60% used neither aspirin nor non-aspirin NSAIDs. In about a 12-year span, 548 of the women developed melanoma. Now remember, that's out of almost 60,000. Those who regularly took aspirin were 21% less likely to have developed melanoma than those who never used an NSAID of any sort. The longer they had taken aspirin, the lower their risk, with women who taken aspirin for five years or more being 30% less likely to have developed melanoma than women who took no aspirin. No link to melanoma was found for non-aspirin NSAIDs or for acetaminophen. So who, who is this um, affecting? So obviously this, this audience is uh, specific to middle age and older women, and skin cancer is the most commonly occurring cancer, with melanoma as its most serious form, accounting for less than 5% of all skin cancers, and approximately 77,000 new cases in the, in the U.S. every year, but the, with the majority of deaths um, being 9,000. Uh, per year. Protection from the sun's ultraviolet rays is the main way to prevent skin cancer. So those Victorian women, when they completely covered up and used umbrellas, they were way ahead of us. So a caveat to this research, um, data on aspirin and other NSAIDs used came from women's recollections. So this is not this is not that reliable of research. This is strictly on the females or the women's recollection. The study included only white women, which is, you know, typical, and whether the findings applied to men or to those of other races remains unclear. The statistical analysis adjusted for pigmentation, sun exposure, and sunscreen use, as well as any prior skin cancer, but data on eye and hair color and family history and melanoma were not available. The study did not determine whether risk varied by dosage, um, and in addition, one of the authors was uh, worked for a company that makes um, NSAIDs. So it still leads some thoughts as to taking a baby aspirin a day and you know helping to prevent heart attack, um, colorectal breast cancers. I mean, it just does so many things. 
But I'm not advising you to do that, but I do advise that you talk to your healthcare practitioner to get their thoughts on whether you should start aspirin. As I talked about in a prior podcast, um, actually I think it was in my little baby boomer podcast with my husband, there's a book out by Dr. David Agus, who it's uh, The End of Illness, I believe is the name of it, and he is a strong advocate of the importance of taking aspirin because so many of our diseases are related to the inflammatory process and that aspirin helps control that. And then the next article, you know, is one that, you know, this actually came out of the New York Times and um, it's from, it's, it's about the FDA and something that I talk a lot about with students and that's that the FDA raises heart alert on antibiotics and wide use. I mean, this is a real problem in the United States. We, we have a, you know, a, a population that wants to go to their practitioner and it automatically be given an antibiotic. So we've created an antibiotic resistant population, or we definitely are contributing to an antibiotic resistant population. So the FDA, um, they issued a warning um, well, they actually toughened a warning that they made last year about the potential risks of azithromycin, a commonly used antibiotic that can cause changes in the electrical activity of the heart that may lead to fatal irregular heart rhythm in some patients. Um, the risks which have been noted in the warning labels on the drug since March 2012 were quantified in greater detail in a study published last spring in the New England Journal of Medicine. Um, and then last May, the FDA announced that it would review the study, which found a small increase in the likelihood of death in people treated with a five-day course of azithromycin compared with the people treated with other antibiotics, such as amoxicillin and ciprofloxacin. And two related antibiotics, erythromycin and clarithromycin, were already known to raise the risk of death, but azithromycin had been thought to be safer. So the stricter warning on Tuesday was a of last week was a re result of that review and um, said that was a spokesperson for the FDA and she had said that the language on the labels for the drug have been strengthened to include, among other things, data from the 2012 study and information from a later study by um, Pfizer. Patients at risk for developing this condition include the aging, those with histories of heart problems or with low levels of potassium or magnesium in their blood those with slow heart rates and those taking medication that is known to lengthen the intervals between heart rates. Heart rates. Um, azithromycin is used to treat bacterial infections commonly, such as um, bronchitis and pneumonia, sore throats and earaches. It is familiar to many people as the Z-Pack to be taken for five days, and part of its appeal is, is its convenience. Many other antibiotics take at least 10 days. Pfizer um, manufactures Zithromax, which is a brand name for um, azithromycin, and they had said in a statement that the potential risk has been well established in this particular class of antibiotics, and that in collaboration with the FDA, it has updated the label on um, Zithromax to inform doctors and patients about it. The drug has been on the market for about 20 years. And it's now being produced by other manufacturers in a generic form. And it does, it is, you know, it's a good drug for, but it's the point here that it may not be the drug of choice for people with irregular heartbeat or um, other sort of cardiac problems. Um, 
so my point in, in bringing this to your attention is to, uh, if you know anybody who's given the ZPAC or put on azithromycin, who, that they make sure that they look at whether this is safe, if they have a history of heart problems or low levels of potassium or magnesium, or, or if, they have, if they tend to run a slow heart rate, or um, any heart medications at all. So watch out for that. And that's all I have for today. Um, happy spring. Uh, Easter and Passover are coming up. Um, I wish you joy and health and take good care of yourself. This is Dr. Gwen. Bye now.